All right, what's going down, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Mr. Hurd, live and in full effect, holding it down. You know, this is anchor.fm forward slash 215. All right, and this is another segment of you are not black. You're not black. That's right, folks. If you've got it wrong all these years, uh, it's time to get it right. All right, you are not a color. You are not a color. You are more than a color. And I'm here today um, broadcasting from the Dunkin' Donuts at just um, across from City Hall. I'm here with the brother Solomon Sheikh, who's going to help us, um, you know, learn a little bit more about, you know, life, um, um, some some facts about who we are, some facts um, that you might not know. And we're also going to um, hopefully dispel a few myths that you guys might be um, believing in. All right. So without further ado, we're going to open these things up. Solomon Sheikh, you want to say what's up to the world? Hey, what's going on, everybody? I hope you all having a good day. And I hope everything's going well for you and your families going into the spring season of 2018. And uh, let's create something beautiful for all of us. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody tell you, regardless of what you look like or what your background is, your ability to create new life and create a better life for your, for your family and for others that come your way with your spark. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's deep. That's heavy. Right, right off the bat, man, he gives it to you, you know. Uh, let me ask you. To all of the people who say that they are black and to all the people who say that they are white, what do you say to that? Are, are we colors? Are they are they um, correct in describing themselves in this manner? No, absolutely not, because that's a conditioning that certain governments and entities have put in your mind to uh, desensitize you to who you truly are. Hmm. Because growing up, if you tell human beings and one human race that, okay, you're this color and you're that color, we're human beings and we're here to love each other. We're not crayons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you have to realize that the powers that be made, made these colors and made these assumptions to assign certain codes to people, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. growing up, you always hear that anything associated with black is evil, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You look at the, you go to the supermarket, it says devil's food. They tell you don't wear black and, you know, the white cakes are angel food. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So everything is a status of color. Wow. Black is what absorbs light. Right. That's why I always wear black all the time. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. absorbs light and that light goes in you because you are a light being from the universe yourself. So, you, man, that's heavy. That's deep. Now, I'm familiar with the term, but just for the people who might not be. You just said we are light beings. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you are saying that we are... This is literal. We are actual, excuse me, we are actual beings of light. So we are actually made of light, you're saying? Absolutely. How might that work? Well, that works because you get sent here to earth to so God can test you with who you are as a spirit because we're in a prison planet. Hmm. So if you choose to do good things in your life, because hmm. everything is about free will, because you have the heart to do what's necessary and God will help you, but... You have also been given free will to decide what direction you go in your life. Then you have some people that do good things for humanity. Then you have some that sell out. Yeah. Right? So you don't want to sell out because you will be tempted heavily for the material fame and fortune that's only for this lifetime. Wow. What you do is you make sure that, okay, you know what? I have to be good to myself and other people mm-hmm. and go uh, go to sleep every day with a good conscience. So if I don't wake up, I know that I serve my purpose on spreading light and love in the world where it's heavily needed because we're all subject to something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody has power above anybody. Even the people, the Rockefellers, Rothschilds, even they're subject to a higher entity above them. 
That's wow. telling them what to do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. don't let anybody tell you just because of the color of your skin, especially in America, that you're beneath or above somebody. Mm-hmm. So you have to realize that power and be good to everybody. Because you see it all the time here in this system out here. It's a rat race system. Yeah. Everyone's stacked against the other. Everyone's plotting against the other person. So you got you have to eliminate that and do something that sets you apart from the other person and do what's right. Always yeah. do what your heart tells you to do because that's that will always be right for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Brother Sal, um, on, the, on the topic of um, humanity and um, the origin of the human beings, the, the, the uh, what the the human race. Is there a first, second, and third in terms of the the orders of the race or the coming to of the races, the lighter skins or the different tones and shades? Is there a who was first and who came second, or how do you what do you know about that stuff about that matter? Well, there's no doubt about that. The first people that came on the world were indigenous beings. Mm-hmm. Right. And what, then, what does that mean? Indigenous. Indigenous beings are people that are native to this uh, this world. Okay. People with darker features, with darker hair. Now you look at this. You go to um, you go to the Asian race, right? And they all look the same. Uh-huh. They all have the same color, same eye color. Now you come to the uh, the African brothers. They all look the same, same hair color, eye color, Middle Eastern, Native Americans, etc., Aboriginals. But when you go to the Europeans you realize that they have a mutation in their gene, hmm. right? Where a mutation. It's like this. You have a, a father that's a, you know, blonde hair, mother's a brunette, and a child turns out a redhead. Or okay. they, they, they all have different features about them. So in terms of who came first, it was the darker-skinned beings. Okay. Because that's, that's who basically, if you look at the, um, the whole planet, that's who had the control at one time. Okay. The indigenous peoples of the world. So you mean... And the lighter skins were chased out of the east okay. to go to Europe. All right. So you're saying that the darker skinned people are the indigenous people? Absolutely. All right. So so when people are referring to themselves as black, what they're meaning to say then is that they're indigenous or, or um, descendants of the indigenous, the original indigenous people. Well, if you really look at it, that, that's just the color code that they have signed to see how you get treated in the system. Right. Because anything you do here in this country or anywhere, mainly here, the first thing they'll ask you is what, what's your race. Right. Whether you're applying for a job, even if you're doing a survey, they still ask you for a race. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. you have Middle Eastern people that come here to this country and, and the sense is they're classified as white. Yeah. Right. But that's not true. Right. Right. There was an Egyptian. Wow. There was an Egyptian that came here. And he, he looked, he was probably darker than you and I combined, hmm. right? But they were classifying him in the system as white. Wow. But he resisted that. He's like, no, I'm, I'm black, right? Yeah. And then the, the school system and everything, all his employers were start plotting against them that, no, if you're going to do that, then we're going to get you out of here. Oh, wow. So it just shows you the reality of the system that these, these color codes are just there to divide you as a human race. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. not there to tell you, okay, you know, you're this or you're that. And they just set you apart as human beings because we're all in this together. Yeah. You have to realize that. And that's what even if you look into the belief of Islam, mm-hmm. it tells you that when you go into the grave, you have to answer for your own individual self. Yeah. It's not about you being part of a group or you being part of this or that. This is all just divisions by people who control this world. 
I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, um, Islam, you mentioned. In the areas of religion, what could you share with us about um, the worldwide topic of religion? Uh, um, do you, you profess a, a, a faith, brother? Yes, I'm Muslim. Alhamdulillah. Um, and, and from your perspective, how important is religion um, to the indigenous people? Um, it's very important because it helps you guide to your creator. Mm -hmm. Because that's how indigenous people were destroyed here in the first place. Mm -hmm. Through the rap, rap music that was spread in their communities. That, were, that was reprogramming their subconscious mm -hmm. to act the way they were acting. Hey, listen, hold on, hold on, bro. I got to stop, bro. I'm sorry, y'all. Listen, that's heavy, man, what he just said, man. Because music and what the Quran teaches is that music influences behavior. Absolutely. And you can't, you had a time where indigenous people in this country in the 60s and 70s had music about love, about unity, Jackson 5, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Those kind of mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. Then what, ha when the what happened things. all of a sudden where certain individuals got involved and destroyed those same people with yep. the music that they were putting out? Yep. They didn't care, mm -hmm. right? Just like when you had, you know, the Moors that controlled everything. Mm -hmm. You had dirty Moors in there that plotted against their own people. Yeah, you yeah. have the same thing in the music industry. Yeah, like why would you put that in your community? Now, you have to spread good vibes and good love, and you have to teach them that you have the uh, capacity to be just like how I am. You have the capacity to be just like me. Right. If, I, if I if I have a, a if I'm singing about peace and love, then I want you to follow that same example. But if I'm going to sing about drugs and guns, yeah. that's what's going to come in your community because Pretty you're going to follow my example. Yeah. So you have to eliminate that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because you have to realize the people that own the music industry, they don't have indigenous people's best favor in their heart. Not at all. And same thing with the um, schools and everything. His story, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's history, his story. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the people that conquered, they're the one that write your story, history. Mm -hmm. Now you look at Hawaii, if you go in the 1500s, before the U.S. was even created, and you look at Hawaii's coat of arms, yeah. they have two moors on there with the Moorish Feds, yep. right? Uh -huh. And Hawaii's the only state in America that has Islam Day every September. Do they? Yep. I didn't know that. Because their last, their last king in Hawaii before the takeover happened was, yeah. was a Moorish son. And their takeover was... He was Muslim. And their takeover was, uh, it was, it was coolish. Exactly. It was real. It was real sneakily done. Well, see, even with my DNA results, I have Australian Aboriginal in me. Wow. And you, if I go to Australia right now, they would tell me, hey, go back to your country. Yeah. Because it's not the native people that are in control there in the same respect to here. Yeah. Right. And you look at how the Aboriginals are treated over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, they put drugs and alcohol in their community. You have the Native Americans here. They put like alcohol and casinos in their communities. Yeah. And same thing you see in the black communities here. Yeah. You have a liquor store every, every corner. corner. Why is that? Every corner. And, you and know I, that, that brother we just saw outside. Why is he in the, right. why is he in the condition he's in mentally? Yep. Mentally. Because, mentally. you know, the place here has destroyed him spiritually. And, and when you showed him love, the power of love still prevails. You see that? You see that? You know, guys, you guys, you can't see him. We don't have a, uh, an example, but... The brother was, uh, he was just, you know, getting very foul mouth with Brother Sal because Brother Sal didn't want to help him out in a way. You know, he didn't feel comfortable. And, um, you know, we didn't get upset. We didn't, we didn't return the, the hate. And he actually ended up coming back into the Dunkin' Donuts and apologizing. You know, so it just goes to show you, you know, that, you know, love is more powerful than hate, guys. Love is more un powerful un than hate. Un unconditional love. And that's what you have to realize. And you have to realize that whatever you see in your life, whether it's on TV 
that's the reason they call it tell I vision mm -hmm. because it's full of lies and it's there to divide you as a people mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right because you have to realize that the people that control this world through whatever ways they're not here to help you ascend mm -hmm. you having to ascend is what how you benefit yourself and your people and the contributions you make to society that will always last a lifetime mm -hmm. where people even if you disappear from their lives they still remember you because you left a good impact in their heart mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in terms of how you want them to contribute humanity in your honor yeah right yeah that's i just recently worked at uh, upper darby high school uh -huh. and i was the first person from pakistan to work in there wow so i worked there for like about five or six months and i i've seen the you know the vibe and the spiritual alignment that was in there mm -hmm. and i knew god put me there for a reason and even to this day, even after I left, I still have parents that reach out to me yeah. saying that, you know, what, what you did was good because I respected everybody in there with, uh. e with equally because you have certain individuals that respect you according to your race or your socioeconomic status. Yeah. But that's not how it should be. No. And that's why you have a lot of these indigenous African-American kids that grow up very desensitized and they're always under pressure. Right, because you have to realize yeah. what images, even the Hollywood industry is even putting in other countries. Yeah, right? and when, in other, yeah. when people from other countries they look at you, they kind of freak out. Right. Why? Why? Because that was programmed for them to see you that way. Because all these movies they're portraying you as thugs. Right. Right. But see, with the new paradigm, with the age of, of Aquarius that coming out with Black Panther, mm -hmm. it just shows you that indigenous people are waking up around the world. Absolutely. Even in Saudi Arabia, after 35 years, they opened up their first cinema, and the first movie they're screening is Black Panther. Get the hell out of here! I'm dead serious. And and you said the Saudis they have a, a cinema? And you know what? You know what they did here? <laughs> the Saudis they they'll be playing. Look up the Saudis if y'all don't know who the Saudi family is, so y'all know what that's about. But you but were saying it just shows you that this what the Black Panther movie did. The term Wakanda, Wakanda uh -huh. is an indigenous term. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Wakanda means you're indigenous to this planet. Wow. And that's, if you look at the end of the credits, you see all these geometric shapes that were popping up. Really? They were subconsciously activating a lot of people. Mm. That's why that movie's so popular. Yeah. Because a lot of people felt it in their heart, and that's what their ancestors were telling them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, yeah. Sh it shows you that even with the elements that even T'Challa faced in there, including that agent mm -hmm. and all that, you still have these agents that come in your community and try to compromise your own people against you. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. So in Saudi Arabia, you see that after 35 years, they're even allowing men and women to sit together to watch that movie. That's how, that's so how, you damn. Have to, you have to realize that what's so special about that movie that they broke their 35-year-old man. Yeah, man. And have men and women sit together and watch it because Look, so I'll a tell you what was so information in there. I'll tell you what was so special about it, that, that dang money it was making. They yeah. said 30, no, 35 years. No, we need that cash, man. Open up a cinema. Let's get that Black Panther money. Let me stop. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> no. no besides, I mean, they're not worried about the money. But I never heard. I, I didn't know that. 35 years, they never had a cinema when they yep. first one. But money-wise, money, money wise, it just shows you that how powerful this movie is in terms of waking people up, in terms of you being a contributor to society. And, mm -hmm. I, and you throw this gang banging and this rap culture away and have that unconditional love for yourself and other people where you realize how these liquor stores and all this gentrification the drugs community everything is just falling apart mm -hmm. you have to be the change you wish to see in the world and 
you all have to get together and unite with each other. Because you look at all these places, even I worked in King Sessing in 2011, and in 2012, 2013, I started seeing all these uh, these hipsters coming in. Mm -hmm. that, that's the first step. Just like yep. how they send yep. missionaries yep. to other countries to scope the area out. Yeah. That's how it is, because they'll, they'll test your reaction. Yes. Right? Like, to the hipsters. Know, yep. They'll test your reaction. Do they, do they jump them guys? Do they beat them up? Do they harass them? Exactly. Or is it like they welcome them? And then the next step is, all right, you know what? These people are not resisting. Let's get them out of here. Yep. Just like how they, it's, it's a pattern because some things don't change with people in terms of how they got Native Americans out of here. They did the same thing mm -hmm, with them. Mm -hmm. Native Americans accepted them. Hey, you know, you know, you could come stay with us as neighbors. Yep. And they went for the kill. Yep. Because they realized that these people won't resist. Yeah, man. And that's what you see in all these communities all across the world is that even with me, I, I lived in Upper Darby my whole life. Yeah. And I was walking through Drexel Hill during my senior year of high school, mm -hmm. right? And the Drexel Hills, Hill, Hill is a predominantly white community. Big time. Right? And white just, and upper class black, upper upper middle class indigenous. <laughs> and just because I didn't belong there, they were quick to call the cops on me. Mm. And, and, you know, they were quick to tell me, hey, you need to go back to that other section. Yeah. So it just, tells, it just tells you that these invisible lines, this invisible segregation, Everything still exists where they even had a chopper follow me all the way home. Ah, wow. And, yeah. I, and I was somebody that I still have a clean record to this day. Thank God. Wow. But it just shows you how they viewed me mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how they viewed those individuals and in Starbucks and those other places where you're already seen as a threat in their eyes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. But that's not because that's not in our nature to do that, because when you see them come into black communities, you know, nobody calls the cops on right. them. When they start moving into your area and gentrifying it, right? So it's some it's it's in some people's nature to detest you and put you down. But we, my my lesson in saying all this is that you you don't have to follow their example or our example. You follow God's example. There you go. That you have to love everybody unconditionally, even them. Yes. So even through your own character, maybe hopefully you can change them too, especially their new generation that's growing up. Yeah. They're not they're not the same as the older ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's a lot, man. Well, listen, I, I wanna we, we wanna we're getting close to twenty minutes. All right, so we've talked for eighteen. Let's. I think we should be wrapping it up at this well, point. Whatever questions you got for me that can benefit you or the people, you know. Ask me. Well, I wanna I wanna I wanna be able to bring you on again to talk deeper on some things, get more into the metaphysics, um, maybe talk some magic and stuff like that. But I, I really think we've got a decent amount here for folks to kind of reflect on. Well, the last thing that I'll say is be good to yourself, be good to other people. Don't let anybody tell you anything. And what you feel in your heart is right for you. You follow that example and live a life according to God's law and your own personal encouragement of being a good spirit because you realize that we all have to go back someday and pay the price for our actions, whether good or bad. Absolutely. Brother, do you have a Facebook or Instagram that other people could check you out at? Reach yeah, absolutely. You could reach me out on Facebook.com slash SalmonShake911. <laughs> but see, you realize that 911 has a high vibration because mm. everything revolves around 11 and mm. we're in Master Year 11. Mm. And then ninth, 9. Yep. Mm. 9. And you, if, you, if you add up all the numerical values... Everything is involving around 9-11, including the Starbucks incident, the mermaid sign, Age of Aquarius. Yep. Everything is relative, even including in the same year, we had the team of Wentz and Foles. 
right? 9-11, their jersey numbers. Wow. So everything adds up, and you have to do everything accordingly in a good way. See, we got to have Brother Sile back, man. Look, he got the numerology for (laughs) (laughs) y'all. And that's that's what you have to realize. You you, you see that everything in this universe is designed mathematically, Mm -hmm. and that's why they say there's a right time and right place for everything. Heavy. And it comes your way, and you, you have to take everything as it goes. Yeah. But realize this. I came to this country when I was five, so I lived in three different worlds. I lived in the world here, I lived in my own world, and I was living in my own my uh, world in my head, where I was seeing everything from an external point of view, and I realized that growing up, everything from history to philosophy, everything is just there to divide you. Wow. Right? Even what you see on the news, what the movies put out, and how certain people start looking at you, mm-hmm. even with me as a Muslim, it's you have to realize that I ran into individuals, no matter what their titles were, no matter how highly educated they were, their affiliations, etc., they always fell astray and they fell prey to their ignorance. Mm. And so that's why I'm saying that forget about all that. Forget about the degrees and everything. You have to break that foundation in your subconscious of what was implanted in you. And you realize that we're all in this together as human beings to love one another and help us ascend from this prison planet to a higher realm of existence because if not then you'll just come back here Mm. you come back here either as a human again or probably as an animal Mm. that depends on the most high so make the good choices while you're here because none of you have a guarantee no matter how much money you have in your bank accounts that you'll wake up tomorrow morning so make peace with your past present future do good things for yourself and others and just forgive. Even there's people in your past that hurt you. Just for, for God's sake, just please forgive them. So you can have your own peace. And they'll help you ascend higher. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an episode of You're Not Black uh, with Mr. Hurd. You've been listening and hearing from uh, a decent brother, Solomon Shake. Go tune in. Uh, follow him on Instagram and on Facebook. All right. And make sure you guys are tuning in at anchor.fm forward slash 215. Thanks to all the supporters out there visiting our website, uh, the Divine Artistic United Society at www.daus.me. And uh, also, go check out the new Kite Man page, Kite Man 215 on Instagram. And yeah, man, tune in to the next episode of You're Not Black. One. Yizzo, what's going on, everybody? If you've been following me on the gram, you might have seen that uh, there's been some changes. I've deleted my old page, guys. So if you want to keep up with me, please uh, go follow me at Hiram Abdul Alim. All right. Okay.